Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 18th of December, 2014, and uh, this is our last live show before next year. Next, It's seven days to Christmas, four days to the equinox, um, 14 days till uh, New Year's morning, and, well, more or less, 17 to 18 days before most of us have to go back to work. <laughs> um, Dave, I, I, I don't know about you, man, but this is one of my last official acts before I sort of turn off for the next, uh, what, what we basically call the tech vacation. Yeah, I, I'm not in that boat, but uh, enjoy. <laughs> I'll, try. I'll try. I mean, I got, I got work to do. I got proposals and stuff to write tomorrow, but, you know, and monitoring and stuff. But the reporting's all done. The billing is done. The... You know, the holiday cheer has been spread around. It's pretty much, I mean, next week's a write-off. So Yeah, it does end up being uh, being kind of a write-off. And then there's that dead zone for, uh, you know, between Christmas and, uh, and New Year's of just uh, not much. But you, me, probably a lot of our listeners, it is nice to be able to take advantage of that time to hunker down, knowing well, the phone probably won't ring and you can just focus on, Whatever, redoing your own site or, or working on a client site more or less uninterrupted. And in the SEO calendar, this is actually the only period of time that things are really quiet. Like really, yeah. really, eerily quiet. Oh, you know we've done, Jim? We've jinxed it. Google's going to just <laughs> launch updates at us right in there. No, no, Google is not launching. I mean, like seriously, we would have to call it the Grinch update if it was to launch around now. <laughs> I, I do not see it happening. Um, have you been uh, – this, this This might be too personal a question. I apologize for asking at such a public place, but are you primarily B2B or B2C? Uh, B2B. B2B. Okay, so you got, you've got been looking at the analytics. It is so getting to look a lot like Christmas, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you say? 20%, 20, uh, 15%, 20% decline in traffic just because – yeah, although we are expecting, um, you know, depending on with the e-commerce sites, like, yeah, it, it is funny. You do definitely see that difference, right? Because I think both of our, our companies have some clients in each in each area. Um, and then, yeah, you do see this this panic um, that will be ensuing yesterday, today on e-commerce, which is basically if you want to order it online, this is it. <laughs> like, it's not getting here on time after – reliably after uh, probably today maybe tomorrow if you if you're willing to really fork up for some for some shipping um, but yeah in the b2b space even our metrics your metrics I'm sure about the same where it just there's crickets chirping through analytics yeah. <laughs> just and I don't blame people they're 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 busy shopping online to get their their uh, you know holidays in in shape so um, well one of the things that happens around this time of year, Happens every year around this time of year, and um, I, I, I saw you reacted to it in our uh, in the chat window that you and I have open. I think um, I think this is pretty. Uh, I'm going to come up with a with a similar sort of update. This is um, a slow time in tech. People aren't looking at their websites. They're not looking under the carpet. And this is when the WordPress hackers come out in droves. Um, I mean, these, 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 these guys are more annoying than carolers who only, who only sing silent night. Um, <laughs> and I saw up on your blog, uh, Scott Lidstone, you got a, you got a new guy working for you named Scott Lidstone. I do. Yeah. Hey, well, he's been, hey, he's Scott, been how with you doing, dude? Oh, Jim says, hi, Scott. He's busy working. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> That's smart. Anyway, uh, up on the Beanstalk blog, Beanstalk Internet Marketing or uh, beanstalkim.com slash blog, you come across why you should update your WordPress site regularly. 
Um, and the very first thing you see is this, like, you know, 400 by 200 image that says this site, the site ahead contains malware. Yep. Because Google is, well, it's blacklisted about 1,100 sites uh, that, that are infected with malware. And it will actually show in uh, even less uncertain terms through Google Chrome, I guess what, caught, what Scott's calling the red screen of death, <laughs> um, a malware warning. Now, here's where things get, like, super jinxy, okay? Okay. Two days ago in the Search Engine Marketing Post, the SEM post, mm-hmm. Jennifer Slake wrote on a major WordPress exploit affecting hundreds of thousands of websites using the RevSlider premium plugin. Yep. Now, if you know that you're using the RevSlider premium plugin you've got to update that plugin now. Like, even if that means you miss the next couple sentences of Webcology, whatever, go do it. <laughs> but here's the, here's the rub. The RevSlider plugin rocks. Yeah. People who make templates for WordPress, well, they know that the RevSlider um, plugin rocks, and if you pay for it, it rocks even better. The premium plugin um, is a feature in an in a number of um, high end WordPress templates. Now, if you buy a template, you don't necessarily know exactly what plugins are used to create this template, or were modified to create the template. Right. RevSlider was used in a whole bunch of templates. Yeah, it's it's great. We we have it. Um. So, <laughs> what I'm, you see what I'm getting at here, right? Yeah. Web slider on your website and not know it. So it, was a, it was a massive thing. Here's something and, and uh, to, to note to our, I, I think, to our listeners here is, yes, there's a good chance you have it if you have a WordPress template. It's, it's enormously popular. There's a great reason, great plugin. Um, worth noting in their defense, the exploit was found by them and patched in September. So I'm actually viewing this as SEO Darwinism. If you're not in updating your plugins, <laughs> at least, well, it's been months now since, uh, since the patch was there. So if you're now getting the red screen of death, as Scott puts it, um, because you, you've got malware on your site and you haven't checked your plugins, and you haven't checked... I mean, there's been whole WordPress updates since then. If you're paying so little attention to your website that you're not even logging in more than once every few months, it, it, it really is SEO Darwinism. You, you, I mean, not to say it's, you, know, you deserve it in like a horrible way, but it's certainly, here's your reminder, you need to be in there more, more often than that. Like, you know, well, absolutely. Once a I week mean- at least. You know, we're pretty uh, anal about making sure our WordPress sites are updated all the time. But last year around this time, we uh, we, you know, we took New Year's off. Like the whole company, nobody nobody came into work uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And at uh, 12.05 a.m., January 1st, um, six sites in a network we were maintaining got hacked. Right. Nobody was around, and in fact, um, my business partner and I weren't even in the country. <laughs> you know, <laughs> weird when you were when you're we were we were in the, in the United States, and I got a message on the cell phone, and uh, it was, I felt helpless. It was horrible. So it can happen overnight. Keep things updated all the time, and, and constantly check. Indeed, uh, and that's a good point. With this one, I sort of look at at the people who were being affected and go, "Come on, it, this one was kind of your fault." Like you had months to figure this one out. Yeah, in the in the instance you were in last year, um, that was a much more the exploit wasn't really made available till it was too late. Like you didn't know till it was too late. Not much we could do until we were hit. But um, there would have there there was probably a you know a couple of hours we might have had leeway. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving along. We were talking about Google just, you know, Google Chrome serving up this red screen of death when it detects a, a website that may or may not have malware in it. Yeah. And as you rightly pointed out, Dave, um, uh, 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 this, the, 
that plugin was actually patched quite a while ago, and, and subsequent uh, versions of the plugin have had the patch, and people have had ample time. Well, Google's warning you now and giving you ample time to upgrade, to jump over to SSL, um, secure your sites, HTTPS, because sometime in the indeterminate future, Google is going to start, for, for Chrome users, putting a little, uh, I don't know, for want of a better word, a fear mark beside <laughs> non-secure websites' uh, search results. <sighs> so Google Chrome is going to warn users before they visit a non-secured site. So a little fear mark, non-secure, will come up. Now, I mean, maybe your website may or may not be collecting user data. Um, but Google will still, you know, warn people using Google Chrome. Now, Google, Google, do you know how many people use Google Chrome now? Uh, many. About <laughs> half of browsers are yeah. Google Chrome. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a, it's a fine browser. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't take, for the most part, there's, there's a couple – exceptions that I would have kept into into different areas but I don't know we do b2b you know we're not taking on you know people people aren't just coming in and going you know yes I'll just buy this service site unseen right like I'm sure you're the same this involves phone calls contracts going back and forth right it's not like you're yep. buying blue widgets um, so I mean theoretically speaking why would I possibly need to have a secured area I'm not taking any information on on our site that really requires uh, HTTPS. Now, did I drink the Kool-Aid and do it? Yeah. <laughs> Am I recommending to clients to drink the Kool-Aid? Yeah. Um, but I do find that move a, a little bit. Yeah, this is, a, this is a bit beyond drinking the Kool-Aid. This is more like, should you wear sunblock or not? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, it's, it's different when they're going, hey, we're going to use this as a, a bit of a ranking signal. All right, fair enough. You know what? It's your engine. You make the rules. <laughs> so, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, a big fan of this. But you know what? Again, it's their browser. It's their engine. All right. Yep. <laughs> Basically, what Google's telling webmasters is you might lose 50 percent of referral traffic because you know about half the people are using Chrome. Yeah. Um, of search referred traffic, if you don't secure your website. There you go. We not trying to say it's right, not trying to say it's wrong, just trying to say it's happening. Yeah, and you know what? I'll, I'll give actually, and it's just hitting me right now. A perk to this is there are people, as we've all hit, where you're trying to convince a client to to move over to secure because you know it's you know Google's come out. It's a ranking signal, um, and, and you try and convince them, and you go, what you know? They're like, well, what percentage? Well, small. <laughs> well, then we don't need to do it. So at least in this case, hey, now now I can I wanted to convince you before it didn't work. Well, now it's like when they put mobile friendly. <laughs> you know, it's like I could argue that mobile was important, but now when it's actually not even going to get it registered, you know, you're not even going to get the click on a mobile device because it's telling them you're not friendly for it. That that ups my argument. <laughs> Google's going to get you, Davy. Yeah, yep. Yep. Okay, worry. I want to come back and talk about like some of the things that happened in 2014. I don't care what Yahoo or Google or any of those guys say about what happened. What's your biggest story? The biggest thing that happened last year? In, in you know, it's it's going indirect, and and we'll come back to more because we we can get into law. But to me, as an SEO, like just pure like talking as an SEO here, um, I have to say something that's still happening now is the longevity of the Penguin update, like that we. We had never really before seen an update roll out the way um, the la you know the most recent of the penguin updates. So this massive hiatus it took, um, which I mean we talked about I don't even know how many times through the year is this dozens like, you know, dozens yeah indeed um, and the impact of that on on a lot of businesses uh, and then this rollout that is spanning months as well um, just changing the entire face of the way. Um, you know, these these updates that were, at least to me anyway, the way I'm starting to rationalize how updates are working, 
Um, and let's not forget um, the uh, the hiatus. Speaking of of things that that are went on hiatus longer than one might anticipate. Another big story, other than the penguin rollout, is uh, Matt Cutts. Indeed, um, well, and his the disappearance. Penguin, the, the the penguin rollout, I think, is now ever flux. I mean, that's that rollout is rolled out, and um, penguin is just going to keep on churning its way across the ice flows of the web, right? Yeah. Now, is Matt churning his way across the ice flows of Antarctica? I don't know. Is he, you know, um, noshing his way through Paris? I don't know. Um, maybe he's um, trying to track down those dastardly Sony hackers. I don't know. <laughs> he could be, I mean, Matt could be doing pretty much anything. He could be, like, climbing climbing in the Alps, uh, blowing one of those big Swiss hordes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Creating bulletproof blog networks just for giggles, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, torturing kittens on the beach at midnight. We don't know. <laughs> uh, but he's somewhere, and he's not um, at Google Webmaster Quality Control Central um, Web Search Zarville anymore. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely – and, I mean, I, I, I consider it a shame. I'm sure you do. Most of the community does. I mean, John's doing his thing, but it's not the same thing. Um. You know, one of the one of the things while we while we've still got time here, um, one of the things I think that's been a, again a consistent issue, and so it's not just one individual story here, but just a whole series of stories, including one that that just got well across my radar today, um, is the attack on Google from the European Union that has been like just launched through, um, you know, all all this year. Really, it's just been sort of one thing after another. The EU. Uh, voting to break up Google fines going in from the Netherlands about um, privacy violations that I that one just crossed my radar today. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Spain and their their news issues. Uh, <laughs> you know, which is I mean, that one I'm just kind of viewing as as kind of funny. You know what? Let's let's touch on that just just because we're here right now. Um, for those who don't know, and this came up. Uh, well, crossed my radar yesterday. Oh, good, because it was just news yesterday, so apparently I'm on it. Um, Spanish news websites, the courts had ruled that even, no matter how little Google might show on Google News, um, they need to pay the source of that news. Um, and so Google basically just went, um, all right, then we're going to play. <laughs> this is Brasco saying I'm back. Excellent. Yeah, so... Um- yeah, Google just said, yeah, fine. You, you, you want us to pay? No. And turned off the tap. It just totally turned it off. Um, now it looks like it, it turns out, go figure, um, Google News uh, provides good traffic for news sites. Um, early metrics, it's important to understand this is like 15 hours of, of data collected. So this is not you know, en- enough to make conclusions. It's going to be ongoing. Um, but the earliest estimates are these new sites have now lost um, – no, sorry, I'm just going to scroll up. Get it. Yeah, somewhere between 10 and 15 percent of their Google traffic. That's uh, fairly sizable. So, oh, oops. Indeed. <laughs> like, if, 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 if you're a publisher, say you're, or you're a, you're a TV network, you're just anyone dependent on commercial advertising. If you're webmaster radio and – Everybody knows that you've lost 10 to 15% of your audience. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, your advertising rates decrease proportionally or faster. Right. Um, that's terrifying. You know, but it's, we're going to have to go to break in a second, and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll take that break in, in, in a whole second from now. But uh, before I had the uh, interesting pleasure of spending the last week or spending time over the last week uh, studying Google News for a client. When's the last time you took a deep look at Google News, Dave, at how it works? It's been a few months. Like, and, and that was not per, perhaps not even to the level you're talking about here. Um, but where I was, yeah, engaged in conversations on and actually trying to figure out um, portions of the algorithm. But I, I'm what, – what are you finding? I'm, I well, after the results of an 11-page public study that I have passed to the client this morning mm-hmm. – it reminds me a lot of uh, Lycos back in the day. It is, I mean, it's a baby engine. It's, it's, it's nothing. It, 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 studying Google News makes you truly appreciate the accomplishment of Google web search. 
Um, it has, uh, I mean, it was, grab a headline from some tech, any tech publication, throw it in there, and look at the results that you get. Mm-hmm. It's keyword matching, um, a la 1998. I mean, now Google News has like wicked criteria that you have to meet, and this is how they patrol and please see it, please the search engine itself. <laughs> um, you have to, you have to really be news to get into Google News. You have to fit um, journalistic and technical criteria that um, it's not difficult. It's onerous, but it's not difficult. Um, and again, this is how Google sort of pre-screens. But once you get past the pre-screening, wow. Um, let's say I'm going to have a whole bunch of fun if we could get this client past the pre-screening. Let's, let's, let's say that. Because <laughs> um, the keyword relation is just, it's, it's incredibly simple. So that was my that was my little tour of uh, my my impression of uh, of um, uh, Google News. I'm sure that there's like stuff that I didn't consider because I, I I only spent the equivalent of about eight hours doing in depth study on it. But it was fun. I'm so glad I did. Well, I wish I could uh, wish I could read it. That's a hint for another time. But. Um... <laughs> Something will come of it, but I owe it to the client not to say anything yet. Of course, of course. Okay, we will be taking a break now, but I do want it to come back I want, and, and get deeper into some of the good stuff, some of the bad stuff, some of the ugly stuff, and some of the stuff that you, you just don't know. It may be good, it may be bad. It's kind of unclear. Before we do that, we definitely got to take a commercial break here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You listen to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Back soon. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. InternetMarketingINC.com is one of the fastest-growing full-service digital marketing agencies in the country, specializing in providing results-driven online marketing solutions. Internet Marketing Inc.'s passionate team prides themselves on staying ahead of marketing trends to create and implement campaigns that get more traffic to your website, gain positive brand awareness, and drive conversions. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563. 60620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas just can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 18th of December, 2014. I just can't say that enough. I can't get over it. It's like the end of the year as we know it. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, but given that it's the end of the year as we know it, what was making you feel fine this year, Dave? Like, what was the good stuff that happened in search? Um, you know, one of my favorites. Um, and we're going back. We're going, we're going to almost a year ago because this was announced back in, in early January. Um, one of my big favorites that I think is going to play out fun, um, was the acquisition of Nest, um, Google's acquisition. Um, to me, it's more a, 
Well, okay, there's, there's that part of us that is always fearful of, of the privacy and, and these sorts of things. But then there's that part of you that's like, hey, I want that world that I watched on the Jetsons when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so watching Google, knowing their, their massive development and massive brain power that they have going on over there, um, acquiring a, a sort of home automation I mean, they, they do other stuff in essence, but, um, you know, home automation and, and covering that side of things and then imagining the world where these two things are married and, and combining that in with, with cars and, and glass and, and, you know, my phone and just understanding, you know, or, or thinking about and daydreaming about what universe that creates, not just for, hey, that'll be cool to sort of have, but as a marketer, what data and, and abilities I have um, mm-hmm. as a marketer to, to really drill down and go, okay, I can feed people the advertising they want um, or that's going to be most effective at the right times with a with way because more. Because I know their medicine cabinet is empty or I know that their fridge needs exactly. to be stocking. Or I know have- exactly what they're doing. Heck, even if just because I just know they just ate. Right, like just you can you can funnel in specific data, or you know they haven't eaten, but normally they eat every four hours. But now it's been six. Time to launch in that pizza, you know, discount that's that's just down the street or whatever. Um, in the near future, friends, when you accept any new home appliance, check the boxes very carefully. <laughs> well, sure, and, but here's the thing. Um, now, I mean, obviously, there's there's sides of that that's just inherently frightening. But I'm sure you've noticed it. I certainly have. Um, you remember when you know, Facebook was was one of the real starters of it. Google's done a done a great job with it as well as tying the advertising to things that I'm interested in. And I, I I'll, I'll be the first to. Say that with the remarketing, um, with you know Facebook targeting ads based on preferences, I'm enjoying being advertised to more than I used to because it is focused on me. I see Arrested Development ads come up on Facebook because they know I like Arrested Development, right? I, I'm seeing advertisements on sites through remarketing that I am interested in. It's oh, it's like a reminder because it's using you know making good use of, of Google's remarketing efforts. So. Um, I find the advert being advertised too is a more enjoyable experience. Um, well, indeed, and then, indeed. Sorry. But what about when you start receiving advertisements because you integrated your toaster in with your Google account? <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? We're trying like looking at things from the two totally different perspectives, right? As a thing that I think is neat, um, and as a thing that I think either way I'm going to be advertised to. So hey, why not? You know, make that. Um, you know, something that's that's more tailored to me. Um, and let's be honest, we're getting more free stuff <laughs> because we we can be advertised to. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it might be annoying that my toaster is going to, you know, burn a little ad into my toast every time. But you know what? They gave me the toaster <laughs> for free. <laughs> oh, my. Could you imagine, like, bidding for, like, you know, popular images that have, like, been uh, taken out of the copyright system? Um, or for popular phrases, um, to, you know, that get embedded into the toast, like Mona Lisa in your toast. (laughs) That'd be pretty great. And you wouldn't know, you know, life would be like a, a box of chocolates or, or, or like a, like a pop tart in the morning. You wouldn't know, you know, who knows? Somebody paid to advertise. You don't know what's coming up on your pop tart in the morning until it's burnt in. (laughs) You know, earlier I was, earlier I was going to say that the internet of things scares me. But I think it's going to be so absurd that I'll be um, too um, amused to be frightened. Indeed. Indeed. But that's exactly what Nest is, Google's entrance into the quote-unquote Internet of Things, mm-hmm. where your car should be able to report to the mechanic rather than you reporting for it, um, where your fridge reports to the grocery store and your general food order gets shipped to you without you having to even think about it. Right. Um Life will be much easier. I had, you know, something a little less uh, earth-shattering as my great, my really good search story for 2014. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's an accomplishment. And um, in the limited time that we have to talk about the, the year 2014, I, I, I want to get it out there. Um, I think the best thing in the world of search this year is the SEM post, uh, Jennifer Slegg's accomplishment. Good call. 
She uh, has taken a, what was really just a domain name at the beginning of the year and turned it into, um, I'd argue, one of the top three relevant um, websites you have to read every day if you're in the industry. Oh, indeed. We were just uh, in my office just chatting about it just this morning and the massive amount of information. I mean, she's keeping, um, you know, and, and amazing for a year in, she's keeping up to pace in content um, development with Barry and keeping, you know, Barry Schwartz, of course, and in keeping putting out good content that covers the, the news. She's, she's doing a great job. You know what I heard about that, eh? What's that? At SMX New York. Um uh, I guess SMX East, she secretly took um, a little vial of Barry's blood and ran it through an x-ray machine. Well, like, it, almost, it, ran, it went through the whole blood security x-ray machine, which changed it with gamma rays. Anyway, she got home and she just quaffed that blood down and she's been like so productive ever since. Yeah, that's what I heard. All right. I, I, I want to create an infographic on how the, the creation of a great... <laughs> Great SEO uh, news site now. Uh, I, I dropped that from Matt Ingham from the from the oatmeal. Like that's another five bucks he owes me. Um, oh, by the way, another great search thing. Uh, this is actually this is more of a tech world thing. Matt Ingham and the oatmeal and Dave Davies saved the Tesla museum. Isn't that fun? That is, and that's a very cool thing. Um. That is, I mean, seriously, it is. Nikola Tesla is the uh, least appreciated genius in human times, um, or at least in modern times. So a museum to the man who completely electrified our world is kind of appropriate, eh? Oh, yeah. That there isn't one yet is really... You know, sort of the. I guess that's that's what got me when when the oatmeal came out and and they were like, we're we're going to be creating a, a Tesla museum and we're gonna we're gonna save one. Um, you know, and when they when they hit some other issues. Anyway, it was just a, a case of really there isn't one. Like I was more, it was more just being surprised that there wasn't one yet. <laughs> and then, um, but you know what? I I loved it because if nothing else, and I almost loved that there wasn't one um, at the time because it. it lent to a, a rejuvenation of understanding. I think people heard about the oatmeal doing this um, mm-hmm. and actually went, oh, who's he? Who was this uh, Tesla fellow? Who anyway. is this Tesla guy? We all know and we wouldn't even know. I mean, if you enjoy the fact that you can use a remote control to power on your TV and change channels, you're, you're, you're using his, his devices, right? I mean, he, he was a pioneer across just a wide, wide, wide array, not the least of which is um, AC power. Uh, you know, kind of a handy thing. Um, so yeah, it, it's. I think it was great that that he, uh, if nothing else, that, that people became more aware of of his contributions to science and modern living. Okay, um, I guess you know we don't have. Uh, we only have um, about ten, maybe if we stretch it, fifteen minutes in this in this segment. Um, what about a bad thing? What was like the, you know, the just the worst thing that happened to in around search this year? You know what? I, I'm going to go back to something we were chatting about uh, a little bit earlier and go um, the massive, massive delay. Um, and, and it was mostly through this okay. year on the Penguin update because it hurt so many, so many businesses. Sure. I'm going to up. up, up. I, I'd throw my vote with that. I have a couple of my own in there, but um, the uh, leaving Penguin hanging for 368 days, was it? Something was just over a year. Yeah. Was, um, well, they sure, they sure punished those link spammers, didn't they? <laughs> they they um, really did. And yeah. a whole bunch of, like, millions of innocent relatively innocent um, small businesses who may have made a mistake or may have been caught up in something that was much larger than themselves. Um, I know that sounds really dramatic, but we understand how links work. We understand the dangers of very bad link building, mm-hmm. mass link building, um, unnatural link building, whatever you want to call it. 
So we get that. But, I mean, the, the person owning the shoe store down the street who was driving, um, tra- who was deriving some traffic from Google, and they mm-hmm. lost it all. They lost X percentage of their business. That hurt him or her. Yeah, well, indeed. And they don't know nothing about links. They don't care anything about links. They run a shoe store. You know, that's what they do. That They don't need to think about about links. But now they are... Then they did, and then they invested money to try to clean up their problem, but for a whole year, it didn't make a difference until that update happened. That was not entirely fair. No, and that's, you know, we've, we've kind of discussed this a little bit, and yeah, <laughs> you end up being of two minds. Like, I understand why Google had to take a stand like they did, but... But again, they hurt a lot of people, and you know that old saying, karma's a bitch? Yeah. Well, here's my, here's my worst thing in the search world. Um, at least one of the worst failures, most certainly, Google Glass. Yeah. Karma's a bitch, Google. You really should have updated Penguin, like, a lot faster. Then Google <laughs> Glass would have worked out, but, you know, you were such bad characters that um, the universe just, like, slumped on that and your Google Plus project. But Google Glass is the epic fail of 2014. Because all that hype and all that promise... And then all that nothing. Yeah, no, it's it's very true. And you know what I find funny? You you mentioned Google Glass. Is just yesterday Sony had announced that they've just launched their own version that just attaches to your glasses. And I'm like, why would you? Were you not paying attention? <laughs> like people don't like this thing. Um, it just crosses some sort of line with people. Um, that uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll let Google invade my life in even more personal ways, but I won't let them see what I'm seeing. Like somehow this became the the line that that couldn't be crossed. Well, I think uh, it's more like you're allowed to invade my life. I just don't want to see you doing it. Right? Yeah, hide it from me. <laughs> um, and when it's Google doing it, it's a machine um, somewhere over over the other end of my cable connection. Mm-hmm. But when I'm talking to somebody wearing Google Glass, that's kind of staring me right in the face. You know? Yeah, you know what? And I, I think that is the thing is that it's not so much the wearer who's having problems with it. It's that I don't want you walking down the street recording me like I just don't. <laughs> here's, here's, here's another extraordinary fail from 2014. I, I, they still have, I still haven't figured out why this happened. The Facebook Messenger app. That is disconnected from Facebook. Yeah, why? Yeah. What, like, what, what, why would they do that? Yeah, I don't get it. And I know uh, Foursquare did the same thing. Launched Swarm, so your actual interactions with checking in and that sort of thing is now done separate from the application that you would go to to read reviews. And so, I mean, you can do it all through Swarm if you want. But um, you know, why? Why? Why these companies are disconnecting? No, uh, the- um, the difference, I think, with the Facebook Messenger app was the incredible bad publicity Facebook got around the privacy um, implications of the Messenger app. That Messenger app would turn my cell phone's camera on right. whenever it wanted to. Right. At least it was allowed to do that. There's no reason why they should be able to turn my camera on whenever they want to. And maybe there is. But, I mean, as a home user, somebody who tangentially understand the, the level of connectivity necessary to make these apps functional. I don't know why they got to turn my damn camera on or turn my, uh, the microphone on my phone on whenever they want to. I mean, I'm certain they know why they need to, <laughs> but it makes me kind of queasy. You know what? And, and I think that user. that is the big problem and that you have to hand over um, rights. And I, I know why they did. Um, it's funny because you, you mentioned it and that was my knee-jerk reaction. And then I read up a little bit on it. This is back when, when that was happening. And it was like, oh, okay, I get it. It's because like I need to be able to, through the messenger, if I want to send a person a picture of me, I'm hitting a button in the messenger that has that. As soon as I'm enable, letting an application enable one of my other phone's sort of functions like a camera – Mm-hmm. It, it needs to be able to do that, right? It, I need to give that that permission to the so, application, but which is is perfectly fine. And in its function and engage, uh, like it, it, it is requiring me to do that. But I think the problem that we have is 
we're having to hand over more rights in an event than is necessary, and it's a frightening thing to have to do. Well, and and the where the epic fail actually happened, like as, as you just adequately explained, this is why you have to enable the uh, use of your camera, the use of the microphone, the use of whatever, because you know otherwise you would not be able to click a button and have it happen. Right. But there was nobody representing Facebook explaining this is why we did this, this, and this. And maybe they shouldn't have to. But when a bunch of your users are flipping out about something that you can actually explain away quite logically and you stay silent, you leave people with a very uneasy feeling, not just about your... um, messenger application but about the way you're operating your operation yeah um i see facebook's failure uh twofold one they separated the messenger app and so they had to get us to confront what appeared to be a massive privacy issue and the real failure happened in not addressing that issue in in any way at all you know what yeah that's that's a great way of putting that okay um you know what? We should pro- <coughs> Excuse me. We should probably take another break here on Webcology. It's uh, 15 minutes to the hour. We're going to come back with about 10 more minutes where we can talk about, you know, the uh, the ugly and the unclear. But before we do that, there are advertisers who would like to have a quick word with you. So on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Andrew from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. Back in a second. Or two. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. All-inclusive marketing is the luxurious five-star resort of digital marketing. Welcome to All-Inclusive Marketing. Engage with All-Inclusive Marketing's award-winning strategists to ramp up your online profitability and brand exposure, driving new customer acquisitions, increased sales, and stronger buyer retention. Another mojito, please? All-Inclusive Marketing's full-service digital and performance marketing accommodates every brand, specializing in retail, travel, and software as a service. What a great room. The A in All-Inclusive Marketing means award-winning leadership, excellence and results, as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engagement, and conversion, it's all-inclusive marketing. Reserve a free consultation today at allinclusivemarketing.com slash radio. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy? Strategy, promotion and branding. Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. ShipStation helps online retailers ship orders faster. It's so easy to set up and use. ShipStation gives you tools to automatically import, manage, and ship your orders in the most cost-efficient way. Save money with the best USPS rates possible, as well as a free USPS account. ShipStation integrates with all the most popular e-commerce platforms and shipping carriers. Get shipping done no matter where you sell or how you ship. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash Webmaster Radio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 
everyone, welcome back to Web Culture here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 18th of December, 2014. Christmas is coming. It's just a week away. And because it's a week away, we're not going to be here live next week. And we won't be here live on the 1st of January either. But we will be back totally live and completely animated on the, uh, the 8th of January, Thursday the 8th. Um, you know, on, be- on behalf of Dave Davies... Um, I want to thank, well, the people who make the show possible. Uh, uh, Brasco, the greatest producer on earth. Webmasterradio.fm, Darren and Brandy. Um, Frank Watson. Um, everyone connected with the Webmaster Radio family. Uh, thank you so much for all the stuff that you do to keep this network on the air. Um, Okay, Dave, we got probably like five minutes, maybe six minutes. What was the ugly? Just something that was just <laughs> bugged you. <laughs> um, well, there's, you know what, you, you had brought it up uh, a little bit earlier. Um, obviously, there is, uh, we, we didn't get into it, um, but uh, net neutrality, that's, that's obviously a thing. Um, and the... Um, Oh, see, now I'm blurring. I'm going, okay, or was this late last year? <laughs> Actually, this year um, was the um, thefts and collapse uh, Bitcoin um, that, that oh. took place. That's interesting, yeah. Um, um, well, actually, I got to well, put that in the ugly. Yep. Uh, I forget how much, but a whole bunch of Bitcoin just vanished, disappeared. Um. I'm not sure how they solved that, but we will get Steve DeMillionaire, our uh, our Indonesian-based Bitcoin expert. The guy lives in Bali. He grew up in British <laughs> Columbia and now lives in Bali. What a, what a lucky guy. Um, we'll have him back on sometime in the new year to talk about more about Bitcoin. Um, I'm not sure what the ugliest story of, uh, of 2014 was. Um, from a branding perspective, it had to be bendable iPhones. <laughs> I remember that everybody was not laughing at their iPhone in half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm being shot in the finger by a couple of my staff right now because I mocked them because they're both Apple fans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's okay. We'll we'll, we'll get them over to Android eventually. One of us. One of us. Anyway. uh, (laughs) And we'll know it when you are because we're all Borg. (laughs) Resistance is futile. Uh, what else do we got? You know, what, one thing that was really weird, the fight between um, well, what I'm calling it is like Spotify and the Taylor Swift boating of artists. I'm not sure who's right and wrong in the in the whole argument between Spotify and their artists. Um, it's just an ugly thing that's happening out there. Um, it's not Spotify's fault that the music industry collapsed and wasn't able to recover after the advent of Napster back in the, the, the late 90s. Um, but it came to a head this year with um, uh, American artist Taylor Swift pulling her entire catalog out of Spotify, saying they don't pay artists well enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and, say, and I know Spotify's, no, we really want you back. And it's like, well, then pay them. <laughs> well, again, pay her more. But um, Spotify also you know, tried to explain... Um, its position using the same formula that radio stations used in the number of times a song was played. Mm-hmm. And um, from that from that point of view, Spotify is treating its artists fairly. The difference being um, uh, 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 they don't... Well, the difference being um, there may be 14 million plays of a Taylor Swift song on Spotify in a certain period of time, but that doesn't come close to equaling the uh, the number of radio stations across the United States right? who would play X number of Taylor Swift songs throughout the course of a year. Um, so that's one that, that we're going to see play out over 2015. 
Um, the reason I mentioned it, though, is just it was an ugly, ugly uh, debate when it did come up, and it looked like it was going to threaten a what seems as much a solution as it does a disruptive force in uh, in the music industry. Yeah. Another one that I find really unclear is Uber versus the world. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's with that either. <laughs> you know what? We'll have to do a whole show on that. But actually, I would love to dig into what Uber is and what they're trying to accomplish and why um, so many cities are or municipalities are afraid of them. It's, in many ways, it feels a lot like uh, Europe and Google. Yeah, 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 no, it really does. Um, and I, I don't quite get it either. Um, I'm kind of left scratching my head, but you're right. We should probably dedicate a whole show to it and, and look into it. Something that it, it was it was huge. I can't believe it slipped my mind till till right here at the very end of the show. Um, something that that made headlines across all all things was the uh, celebrities. The the nude uh, celebrity photo leak, just an absolute disaster for uh, for Apple right before their big launch. Um, yeah. And uh, caused Google some problems with a $100 million lawsuit from a bunch of the celebrities about the photos being up and, um, and that sort of thing. Um, so we'd be remiss not to, uh, not to mention that as one of the, the – and it falls nicely into the, ba- or the ugly category because that was just a mess. Definitely in the ugly category. But you know what? That harkens back to how we started the show talking about uh, being responsible for security and – if there's any message we can leave uh, that, that I'd want to leave the listeners with at any rate, um, you know, as, as we go out for the last show until the until 2015, you are the first line in cybersecurity. So act it. Um, take responsibility for it. Keep your keep your own antivirus software updated. Um, check your computer regularly and keep on top of your WordPress sites, for goodness sakes. Uh, Dave, you got like thirty seconds. Anything, anything you want to give as, a, as an end of year message? You know what? Just, uh, just a, a really happy new year to Jim, to you, uh, to the folks over at uh, Webmaster Radio. You, you listed them all off. To the advertisers that keep us on, um, and obviously to all of our clients that keep us in business. Yeah, and uh, Dave, happy, uh, happy holidays back to you and to the listeners, um, friends. We're uh, pretty much out of here. We're seconds away from. Uh, well, for me, from the beginning of Christmas, <laughs> except that we have to do some pre-records. Um, but we're almost out of here. And in the next couple of weeks, drive safely. A couple of drinks, and you could be blowing over the limit. And you most certainly could be, like, you know, past, be, past the point of control and not even know it. So, friends, drink responsibly. Drive safely. Take transit or a taxi or Uber if you got it. But don't drink and drive. Um, have a wonderful Christmas. Have a happy Hanukkah. Have a extraordinary holidays and a happy new year. Be safe, and we'll talk to you in 2015. has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network we welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24 7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.